Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited you're here with me for another episode because today we are interviewing the one and only Stacey Bauer. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you and hear all that you have to say and have the audience learn a little bit about you as well. So let's jump right into things. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Stacy. I am born and raised in Minnesota, about a half hour north of Minneapolis. Um, I am a teacher. I've been a teacher for about 17 years. I've taught everything from kindergarten to eighth grade. Um, and then I decided a few years ago to follow my dream of becoming an author. So I'm a self-published author. I have 11 books published so far. I'm also um, a wife and a mom. I have uh, a daughter named Cami, who's 12, and a son named Wyatt, who's nine. That's so cool. 11 books. Wow. That is a huge accomplishment. That round of applause to that. Wow. You can't see an audience, but we're doing it over here. Um, so you said you're a teacher. What is your favorite grade you've taught? Oh, gosh. Um, I like every grade that I've taught. Um, I've taught, like I said, I've taught kindergarten for four years. Um, and I went all the way up to middle school and I've, I've honestly enjoyed every single grade. They've all had their challenges and they've all had the good things about them. So I don't know if I can pick a uh, one that I like the best. That's cool. I have to say, I really like the younger ages for reading to them. It's, yeah. it's like a fun interaction with them. Mm -hmm. um, so for those who don't know, you said you have 11 books. Can you tell the audience what some of them are about? Yeah. So my first series that I wrote that I have eight books in is called Cami Kangaroo and Wyatt 2. And that series um, is about, is based on my own kids, Cami and Wyatt. And so um, I just basically decided to write a, a series about them, kind of like Berenstein Bears. And so I brainstormed things that they have done that I thought were relevant to other kids. So the first book is about my daughter sneaking treats. And then I wrote about um, messy rooms and how, you know, if your room is messy, it's you lose things and things like that happen. Then I wrote a book about having too much screen time, which is pretty relevant. <laughs> and then um, I have a few activity books about kindness um, and then I have a book about, um, we live on a lake here in Minnesota, so we do a lot of fishing. And so I wrote a book about being patient when it's really hard. And then I have a Christmas book in that series. And then, um, my newest series is called Young Changemakers. And I got that idea last winter. And so I just, uh, released the first three books in that series. Gosh, I think it's only been maybe a month or two. And um, that one is about real kids around the world making a difference. So I found the kids and I reached out with some questions and interviewed them. And then I wrote features about them for that book. That is so cool. That is awesome. So the audience probably wants me to ask this. How can they become a young change maker if they do something in your book? So the, the kids in my books um, give advice and the advice that most of them give is to, and I agree with, is to think about what you're passionate about. So are you passionate about the environment? Are you passionate about a certain animal? Are you passionate about something to do with people? Like you want to help little kids with something or you want to help the elderly. So think about something you are passionate about and then um, take a step to help in that area. So for example, if you're passionate about the environment, Something small you could do is just um, pick up garbage in your area and put it in the garbage can. Um, if you're passionate about um, helping a certain animal, 
maybe you could uh, Google that animal and see if it's endangered and, and look up ways to help in that area. If you're passionate about little kids, could you um, go to like a local shelter and read to them or something like that? So there's lots of different things you can do to help. You just have to, so the kids that I interview say, you know, think about what you're, what makes you excited, what you're passionate about, and then kind of take a step in that area. That's awesome. I love that advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Um, that's so awesome. Audience members, take that advice and use it to your advantage because that was like pure wisdom right there. So you might <laughs> want to rewind that a few times and go back because I know I'm going to. Um, so out of your 11 books, do you have a favorite? I do not. And every time I have a school visit, the kids ask me that. And I always tell them, um, it's like picking a favorite child. I just can't choose one. I love them all because I've spent so much time and energy um, making all the books that I just, I just can't pick a favorite one. I love all of them. <laughs> I, I, I totally get that with me having my three books. It's, it's yeah. so hard to choose one because they're, they're like a piece of your heart. They that you are. Out your world. Yes. That's so cool. That's so cool. So the audience knows you write them. Do you also illustrate them as well? I do not. Um, I always tell the kids that I talk to, I love drawing, um, but I am not professionally trained. I have not been uh, trained to be an illustrator. I don't know how to use the illustration equipment. So um, I hired Rebecca Sinclair from Michigan to do the illustrations for Cami Cane Guru. I actually found her on Pinterest because when I first um, became an author, I didn't know anyone in the publishing field. So I didn't know any other authors. I didn't know any illustrators. I had no clue where to find anyone. I didn't know what to do. So um, I went on some freelancing websites like Upwork and Fiverr. And I looked on there, but I didn't, nothing really clicked. I didn't really find anyone that um, I really liked their style. And I thought, oh, this is the person. So I just was one day happening to be on Pinterest. And I just typed in children's book illustrations. And Rebecca Sinclair had an Etsy shop and she was selling her artwork. And I looked at her, her style. She uses colored pencils. And I thought this, oh my gosh, this is it. I love her style. She had never done a book before, but she had a master's in children's illustrations and she knew how to do it. She knew like how to, how to create the book. So I reached out to her. I emailed her and told her I wanted to do a book series. And I asked her if she was interested and she said, yes. And we've done eight books together now. That is and so then, awesome. Yeah. And then with my second um, series, I use Emanuela. She is from Romania and what I did for that one, since I now have a lot of author friends um, and connections, I just reached out to my um, network of author friends and I asked for recommendations. I just said, because there are, there are millions of illustrators and if you put yourself out there, they will all contact you and you don't know who's good and who, who's professional. So I asked them, um, I'm looking for an illustrator who can do uh, realistic looking people. And I said, do you know anyone? And a lot of people recommended her and said, you know, she's, she does digital painting. Um, but it, it's, and she is, she's very good and she's very professional. Um, and she does a great job. So I'm, I'm really enjoying working with her too. That is so cool. So, uh, a lot of people are probably going to want me to ask this and I actually want to know myself, <laughs> where can people buy your books? Cause I definitely want to get a copy of at least like five of them. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. So I have a website, stacycbauer.com. So um, if you go on there, I think there's a 15% off coupon plus there's free shipping. 
um, over a certain number of uh, orders. And so um, all my books are on the website as well as I have the little stuffed kangaroos to go with my kangaroo books on there too. Yeah. And, um, or you can go on Amazon and you can get them all on Amazon too. Awesome. And like always, audience, I will link that website down in the description so you can go check out her website. And I'll also probably put Amazon so you can go check that out as well. Um, which leads us into another question. Are you on social media that people can go follow you? Yep, I am. So on Instagram, it's Stacy C. Bauer. Um, and on Facebook, I have a couple different options. So I have a, um, I have a website or I have a Facebook um, uh, username, which is Stacy C. Bauer Author. And then I have one specifically for the Young Changemakers books. It's called Young Changemakers Books. So they can go there and they can see specific like um, information and updates and sneak peeks of those. And if they go to Stacey C. Bauer, that's kind of where I post my everything about the books, like the Candy Kangaroo books. Um, and then I do lots of uh, posting about um, mom life and teacher life and things like that, since that's kind of my life, too, as well as being an author. Yeah. And like I said, with the website, her Instagram and her Facebook, both of them will be in the description. So make sure to go check them out. Give her a like on Facebook. Give her a follow on Instagram. You know what to do, audience. You hear me say this every episode. Um, and that leads us into another question that I have. Um, and I hope the audience has this as well. But do you have any tips for young authors who want to write their own books? Yeah, sure. Um, my tip is if you so I have wanted to be an author since I was seven. And I have just always written. So I used to take uh, little blank pieces of paper and fold them in half and make little books. And um, whatever, you're, whatever you're passionate about writing about, whether it's your own life, whether it's, uh, you know, aliens from outer space or dragons or, you know, you like fantasy or you like uh, doing the nonfiction books or history or whatever you like to write about, just write. Just um, keep, keep practicing your writing skills. Take classes. Like I took creative writing in high school and I took creative writing in college and it, all of that helped me become a better writer. So I think practice and, um, and taking the classes has really helped. And just, you know, if you get a lot of kids ask me, what should I do if I get writer's block? And I mean, that happens to me, you know, some days I'm, I just get stuck and I just get up and take a little break. I take a breath, I take a drink. Um, I walk around a little bit, you know, calm myself, take some, take a little break and come back. And then when my head is clear, I can start writing again. I love that. That is awesome advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is beautiful advice. She's given so much advice, everyone. This is an amazing episode. We're only 10 minutes in. I cannot wait to see where we go from here. Um, but before we get into audience questions, I have one last question that I personally want to ask you. And that is, do you have a favorite memory of writing books you'd be willing to share? Oh, nobody has ever asked me that before. Let me think. Um, you know, I'd have to say I really loved, I used to use um, my mom's typewriter. <laughs> and what was really cool is um, it was my grandpa's. And so um, I did, I did write by hand. I made a lot of books where I just used a pencil or a pen. But I remember when I was in high school, I found her old typewriter my grandpa's typewriter and I, I used that a few times and that kind of brought back memories because I remember seeing it at my grandpa's house and so that would have to be one of the memories that um that I cherish from childhood that is so cool that's so cool that you wrote with a typewriter at first yeah. and now I assume you probably write with a computer I do um, yes I do 
That's so cool, though. <laughs> it's kind of like a journey of like where your books yeah. are gonna have led. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So now we get to go into the audience's favorite part: the audience questions. Yep. So the day before, I posted who I was interviewing, and they asked me lots of questions, and I stole some of them because they were already on my list. I wanted to ask, but mm-hmm. the ones you haven't answered yet are: How do you find all these amazing young kids you have in your books? So what I did when I, so, and a lot of people ask me how I got this idea too, so I'll just answer that at the same time. So last winter, I was kind of thinking, okay, I wrote the Canyon Wyatt series, which I love. I think it's a good series. It's relevant and um, I think it's helped a lot of families, but I wanted to do something bigger, maybe for a little bit older kids um, to bring some hope to the world. We've been through a lot this last few years and I wanted to inspire people to kind of make a difference. And I thought, you know, I have read thousands of books. Being a teacher and an author, I have read I have read a lot of books. And I have books about um, famous people who've made a difference. I've read books about um, people in history who've made a difference. And I've read books about adults who made a difference. But I didn't remember reading any books about young people um, nowadays who are making a difference. And I knew they were out there. So that's kind of how I got the idea. I thought, what if I somehow find... Um, kids, any age kid who's doing something big or small to make a difference, and I write about them. So I thought, I'm just going to kind of reach out and see if I can find any, any, any of these people. So I put my idea on my website, and I put it on social media. And I just said, hey, I'm searching for um, young people who are doing anything to make a difference in the world. Does anybody know anyone? And oh my goodness, I was I was going to just do like one book with 10 kids and I got so many uh, people who were sending me news articles, check out what this kid's doing. And oh, my neighbor down the street, you know, she has lemonade stands and raises money and donates it to this charity. And oh, my, my friend's daughter does this. And I, so now anyway, I have seven books in the series because I just had, so, so I'm featuring 84 kids and I'm still getting people sending me more names and saying you should write an eighth book because I have this kid that you need to write about. And so this could go on forever because there are so many young people who are so inspiring. And, um, and it, like I tell kids, it doesn't need to be a huge thing. Um, if you're doing something that, that, um, makes a difference in one person's life, you are changing the world. So that's how I found them. That's awesome. And that actually leads us right into another question the audience asks. If they know someone who is a young change maker, how can they be featured in your book? Yeah, so if you just email me or um, go, if you go on my website, there's a contact me button. Um, or you, or if they're on social media, they can send me a DM. Um, and I can take a look at them and see. I'm, I, I'm, I'm going through seven. I'm, I'm, I am on book four and five right now. I'm actually launching a Kickstarter campaign for books four and five on March 15th. So people can pre-order those books and um, because it's expensive to get books published. And as a self-publisher, I have I have to cover all the fees myself. So I do Kickstarter campaigns. People can pre-order, then I use the money to um, bring the books to life. Um, but, and I'm planning on doing six and seven this summer. But when I do get to book eight, then I will look at the kids that I'm featuring for that one. So if they want to send me a message on social media, or email me through my website. Those are the best ways. Awesome. And like I said earlier, that website, Instagram, and both Facebooks will be linked down in the description. You know what to do with that. Um, And yeah, 
So that wraps up the audience questions. You answered all the rest of them in your beautiful answers. Thank you, by the way. Um, And as we are getting ready for the speed round, which is, I like to say my favorite part, but I can't pick which part I like better of this podcast. It's like everything's my favorite part of it. Um, But essentially a rundown of what the speed round is. The audience knows this, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, You have 30 seconds on the timer and you have a list of 30 questions. Right now, we just had the record beat, so now it is 13 questions that is the record. If you beat 13, you get bragging rights for the rest of time until your record is broken, which probably will be a long time because we were stuck on 12 for, like, (laughs) forever. Um, So we just had a kid break 12, and now we have 13. So if you break 13, you get bragging rights. Oh, gosh. The pressure's on. The pressure's on. And there might be a sticker in the works. We haven't Ooh. finalized anything, but I keep saying I need to get a prize and I need to <laughs> do something about that. So that's going to be in the works. Uh, but are you ready for the speed round? I'm a little nervous, but I'm ready. <laughs> I think you're going to do awesome. Okay. Do you Do you think you're going to beat 13? I always ask this. Oh, sure. Why not? I can do okay. it. Okay. I'll try. You I'll try do my it. best. You can do it. You can totally do it. Alrighty, I'm going to start the question in three, two, one. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite animal? Wolf. Favorite sports team? Ooh, Vikings. Favorite food? Strawberries. Favorite memory? Favorite memory, oh my gosh. Um, probably going to my family cabin. Favorite vacation place? Greece. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Favorite word? Favorite word? Joy. <laughs> Favorite movie? Oh gosh, um, I have so many favorite movies. Uh, probably Harry Potter. And last one, favorite book? Favorite book? I like Harry Potter. I love it. I love it. I love Harry Potter. I appreciate that. And that was thirty seconds, and you just got ten questions. Oh good gosh. job! You did awesome. You did so good. You did awesome. So and out of curiosity, own, like favorite memory? Oh my gosh, there's so many good memories and. And I probably have like 50 favorite movies. It's hard to pick just one, you know. Out of curiosity, which uh, Harry Potter house are you? Oh, which Harry Potter house am I? I am, have to say Gryffindor. Yes, Gryffindor strong. Gryffindor. Yes. <laughs> Virtual high five. Yes. <laughs> I'm a Gryffindor too. So awesome. representing. Um, awesome. And yeah, I we, have... We, have, we have watched the movies several times and read the books several times. So we love Harry Potter in this house. I, I agree with you, and that's that's like me and my family. We watch the movies every New Year's Eve, so it's like oh, our, you, it's our family tradition. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, and I have two last questions before we let yeah. you go. And to uh, the audience knows this, I ask this every time, but my favorite question I ask, it started with the very first episode in season one, and it is come to season two with us. Um, and it's going to keep coming with us. But that question is, if you only had 10 minutes to change the world, what would you do? Oh, gosh. That is a great question. If I only had 10 minutes to change the world, what would I do? Okay, this sounds really silly. And I did. I gave this advice yesterday to some fifth graders I was talking to. But I would just, I would just go, um, I would go around town and smile at every person I saw. <laughs> I mean, I, so I was, I was doing research because one of the kids that I'm, one of the kids that I'm writing about right now, he is, I think he's like seven years old and his quote, because I asked the kids, give me a quote I can put in the book that you like to say. And his quote is, I like to make people smile. 
And so I researched smiling um, because I wanted to find out, like, what what is the power of the smile? And um, I read all these articles about smiling and how how powerful it is and how your your um, smile muscles and your brain are connected. And even if you fake smile, it actually tricks your brain into thinking that you really are happy and it can change your mood because it, 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 you know, sets off those endorphins up there. So I put that in my feature. I'm like, did you know that that the more you smile, the happier you are? And even if you're not happy, smile anyway, because it will make you happy. And it's true. Like if you're crabby or sad, if you make yourself smile, it actually makes you happy. So my my um, advice to the kids I was talking to and something I try to do is just to make eye contact with people and smile at them because I think it makes people feel seen. I think it makes people, some people smile back and then it can lift their mood too. And they might go and smile at other people. And so I think um, smiling and laughing just have the, the power to change the world. I love that. That is so simple, but so yes. impactful. And anybody can do it. It is. It's yeah. very simple. Anyone can do it. Yep. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And the last question I have for you before we wrap up this episode is, is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Um, no, I don't think so. You did a great job of covering everything. We talked about, um, a little bit about my personal life and we talked about the books, the two book series and, uh, becoming a change maker. So yeah, I think, um, I think you got, you had it all covered. You did a great job. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all, all, all that you did today for sharing everything about yourself, about your books, about your life. I learned a lot, and I'm going to link that website, Instagram, both Facebooks is down in the description. Audience, you know what to do with that. Go be a change maker in the world and smile at everyone you see because that's <laughs> super easy and we can all do it. So, People are going to look at you and be like, why does that person have a huge smile on their face? But they might laugh, so that's even better. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll release even more happy endorphins. Yes, exactly. So that wraps up the episode. Thank you so much, Stacey, for joining me. I had an honor talking to you. Um, And like always, audience, I will see you next time. Once again, I'm your host, Ashley Nevson, on One World, One Future, the Bite Size Podcast. And thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to know what's happening next.